Welcome back, episode four now of the Leo Bugger podcast. If you're listening to this, I've already said welcome back, so let's just fucking jump straight in with a weekly check-in. Um, I went on a date with this girl. I know I said I was going to stop dating, but uh, I feel like I might be a serial dater or something. You know what I mean? I feel like there's maybe there's some sort of addiction there because uh, I'm not I'm not really one for kind of friends with benefits I don't think it just doesn't really appeal to me uh, maybe I just like the thrill of getting to know someone in the early stages uh, I'm still figuring it out but this is weird because I don't think I've ever been on this many dates in my life and I feel like my my TikTok is just all about these crazy dates I've gone on, which is not reality. Oh, it kind of is, but it's not at the moment. Kind of is. Um, so I I went on this date on Thursday uh, or Wednesday, and we were chatting. She she seems she seems lovely. We're having a good time. And she said that she was pro-ghosting. Like, we got onto the topic of ghosting. And she said she was pro-ghosting. She was very much for it. And to be honest, I actually agree. I am kind of pro-ghosting. I don't mind. I don't care if I get ghosted. Uh, If it's like, if I've seen someone for like three dates, that doesn't bother me at all. And then they ghost me. I'd actually prefer that over getting a really harsh text of why they didn't enjoy me and enjoy my time at least I can make up a story in my head of like maybe it's because she is intimidated by my my cologne smell or something again I don't know I'm spitballing here but I'd prefer to like leave it all to imagination than to leave it up to just brutal honesty so we're chatting about uh being pro ghosting um and we finished the date and to be honest i didn't i wasn't super into it i was a little bit into it but i feel like i'm pretty busy and i don't really want anything at the moment so i wasn't super into it uh you know i'm not i'm not i guess that's why i enjoy dating because it's just like once like one to two to three times uh and there's no real fat commitment there um, and I think she wanted something more c- commitment-like. So, the next day, I ghosted her. Uh, and I believed her when she said she was pro-ghosting. It turns out she is not pro-ghosting. She is a liar. Uh, she was quite upset. She texted me a few times. Uh, to which I continued to ghost. <laughs> like, if you're pro-ghosting, then it's almost like when someone that is smoking cigarettes says, I want to quit, please don't give me a cigarette. And then halfway through the night, they're like, oh, please, can I bum a cigarette off of you? You know, if someone says they're pro-ghosting and then they text you once and you ghost them and then they continue to text you, you don't give in. They're clearly pro-ghosting. They're just, they're just, uh, 
you know, th- not thinking straight. They'll they'll like it once. It's uh, they'll thank you if you continue to do it. Or so I thought. Um, yeah. So then I actually did give in. I texted and then we texted a little bit, and now we're still texting. So I'm really bad at ending things. Like really bad at it. Like really bad. I just don't know how to do it. I feel like sometimes my actions like show that I'm really interested, which I am in the, in like in person. Then when I'm by myself, um, kind of like, Oh, I'm actually really busy. I got a lot of stuff on. So then it's really hard to communicate what sort of person I am. And it just feels bad. Do you know? just feels bad. Anyway. Yeah, so that happened. And I'm still texting her. I should probably ghost her again. Don't give her that cigarette. Oh, yeah. I met a cat that's uh, that has cerebellum hy- hyperplasia. It's basically where it wobbles a lot. And it, it was a very cute cat. That's all I have to say. Um, I think now would be a really good time to be honest. To my audience. I am a catfish. Uh, and I'll tell you what I mean. I don't know if I... I don't... Let me rephrase. See, I'm already in that liar state. I'm not six foot. I think I'm 5'11 and a half. I could even be just 5'11". I do put on my hinge that I'm six foot. However, I never go on a date with someone that is six foot or 5'11 because they will know instantly that I'm not six foot. So that's not too bad. I only go on dates with people that are like 5'9 max, maybe 5'10 max. 5'10, they'd know. 5'9 or less, which is like most women. But I get very nervous when I match with someone that is 5'11 or 6 foot because I go, I have catfished you and I feel terrible. Having said that, I don't think it's as bad as we think because I have a mate that is 5'10. He was planning on going on a date with a volleyballer who was six foot two. And he lied that his height was six foot one. So now compare that situation to what I'm doing. I never go and try and date someone that's taller than me because they'll know that I'm not six foot. This guy's 5'10 and he's trying to pull off six one to a six foot, six foot two person. That whole, that's a... That's a four inch difference. So I'd like to know if it is that wrong that I'm saying I'm six foot. Keep in mind that I wear shoes and I know that women are also wearing shoes on the date. Some women don't. I actually went on a date with someone like years ago uh, and she showed up in just feet, like no shoes. She had very dirty feet. I don't think she has ever worn shoes in her life. 
she rocked up and uh, her feet were very dirty and she was from, uh, I think this like country town. So they all kind of walk around her feet or something. It was very strange. She was a hippie type girl. Kind of cool, but also stinky feet. So apart from that, I don't, I don't, I don't catfish at all. I'm six foot. I've never been called out for it. I have gone on a date. I have gone on a date with someone that's a catfish before. It was very off-putting. Uh, we matched, and I was like, "Oh my god, this woman is insanely beautiful. Uh, like, just really like model-esque, like crazy model-esque." Uh, and then we rock up to grab a coffee, and I actually didn't know that she was already there. Like, I was texting her, like, hey, where are you looking around for you? And she was just right next to me. She hadn't seen me yet, but she was just right next to me. I didn't recognize her. Yeah. Uh, some some strong features that were very much off. Number one, she looked very tanned in her photos. Uh, this was still summer as well. And when I caught up with her, she was just very, very pale. Like, white white like white i get pale but she was she was like she's never seen the sun or just never gone outside ever uh yeah she looked like depressed pale you know what i mean uh if you don't don't worry about it uh the other feature was i um i have i guess i have a type for more petite um females um and she was on her on her photos. She was my type, I would say. And you know, everyone's got their own type. Everyone's got a type of sorts. Uh, and but in person, she was um, she was not petite. Uh, yeah, but like by not not like it wasn't like oh she's just not petite. She was the other scale. She was other end of the scale. Um, which was a huge shock to me. Uh, but you know, I was interested to getting to know her and we chatted and even her conversation was different than over text. She had a very thick Russian accent and, uh, with like some sort of Canadian in there. I don't know how that worked. It was a very strange accent. Uh, and her humor was off. Uh, we didn't really vibe that much, but she still, I think she was interested to an extent because she texted and said, hey, thanks so much for the date. And I was like, whoa. You didn't feel how off that vibe was? Uh, yeah. That was the only time I've been catfish. So I, I think lying about my height is not too bad. It's not too bad. I'm going to keep doing it. I shouldn't have outed myself. Okay, we're going to do five shower thoughts to keep you uh, thinking. Randomly hearing your favorite song on the radio is more satisfying than playing it directly from your iPod. That's true. Go to bed, you'll feel better in the morning is the human version of did you turn it off and turn it back on again? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes like when you turn it off and you turn it back on again, it does not work. I've had some times where I've gone to sleep and woken up feeling worse than before. 
Maybe plants are really farming us, giving us oxygen until we eventually expire and turn into mulch, which they can consume. Yeah, impossible. Just impossible. That's just not how um, the food chain works. It's not how a balanced, balanced ecosystem works. I actually once had this thought that maybe grapes are winning. Because, uh, for example, for example, grapes, everyone uses grapes to make wine. And say we were to go to Mars or something, we would probably take grapes with us to make wine. So who's really winning there? Grapes have got a really good value proposition. They're probably winning the best out of anyone. So everyone wants alcohol. Okay, two more. Theme parks can snap a crystal clear picture of you on a roller coaster at 70 miles per hour, but bank cameras can't get a clear shot of a robber standing still. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I wonder why that is. I wonder why they have really shit cameras in banks. Probably because they want to get robbed for insurance purposes. Shower thoughts about history. If my calculator had a history, it would be more embarrassing than my browser history. Well, then you're not looking up disgusting enough shit on your browser, mate. That guy must be the cleanest internet user I've ever come across. That guy probably just looks up other math questions on his browser and goes, ah. Oh. I've done crazy shit. I deleted, I tried to divide by zero at my calculator. How embarrassing. That guy has not lived a fucking life. Okay. Travel story time. So I did some traveling before COVID. Before COVID, I was very much into my travel. Um, and Vietnam for me was a big, big time for personal growth. Uh, just before leaving, I had ended it with someone that I really liked. Uh, so then I was, a, you know, kind of a a bit of a hot mess. I go to Vietnam. I get pretty shit-faced the first few nights. However, cut to the fifth night, and we're there for three weeks. And I'm in Phong Na. Fifth night, get absolutely hammered. Uh with all my mates and then we hire scooters and we're driving to go caving or whatever and we do this caving thing in this swing and we're all very sort of like enjoying it but we're half dead so I'm keen to get back home so we get back on our scooters after this journey I don't put any shoes on because I don't like shoes and also the uh, we just got out of, the, out of the water. Anyway, so we all get on these scooters and we're driving down and I chose the slowest scooter because I like to drive fast. Like this scooter had only one gear or something. I'm pretty sure it only had one gear. So you could hit like a max speed of like, I want to say 50 kilometers per hour. Uh, and that was just full throttle. Which what was interesting was, uh, so I took the scooter because I like to drive hard. So I had it on full throttle, which meant I was still sticking with the pack. But if someone else took it, then they'd be so far behind. It'd be very boring. Uh, and I don't like waiting for people. So we're driving down 
this street and people's scooters start to break like my mate's scooter starts um it, it's it's uh throttle stops working another mate i think got a flat tire or some shit i don't know what happened but these scooters were breaking they were shit scooters uh one of my mates further ahead because they must have been on the phone to each other stopped and i and 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 i didn't think anything of it and then he started waving his hand to go hey let's go down this lane and no one else was with me so i didn't know what that meant uh Apart from exactly what it meant, actually. It meant, hey, guys, let's go down this way, which was just me. Uh, Because I think they were turning back to help the other guys that had lost their scooters. So I'm going 50Ks an hour. And I see this, and I'm like, holy shit. And so I slam on the brakes and then try and take that harsh right turn to, uh, to meet them, to go down this lane. And I ended up um, breaking on this wet patch of cement I wouldn't even say cement. I would say tarmac or just dirt road. I think it was tarmac. It was tarmac, slid, did a fishtail and flew over the handlebars, uh, landed both my hands first on the tarmac, rolled a few times onto the gravel, slid on the gravel. Uh, I was just in shorts and a t-shirt and got up. I was freaked out. Everything went in slow motion while I was going over these handlebars, which is was very cool. It was very cool, actually. I enjoyed these, how life can go so slow in such a dangerous uh, situation. Get up, and then all these Vietnamese people start rushing over, and I go, this is great. They're all going to help me. This is very embarrassing, though. I feel very embarrassed. My scooter's a little wrecked, and everyone's running over to me, and they're going to probably try and ask if I'm okay. To my absolute surprise, they did not ask if I was okay. They started uh, like slapping my wounds, like grabbing my hands and arms and like slapping my wounds. And that is not, I don't think that's a cultural, that's like not a cultural shift. That's not, that's not something they do in their culture. I, I don't know why they did that. It just felt like they were trying to get back at me for being so confident on the road or something. I don't know. It was very strange. This is so true, and I just I still can't figure out why they slapped my wounds. My friends rushed over, and they're like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I can feel like a bone is out of place or something, though, in my hands. I feel very scared. And they said, okay, quickly, let's get on this scooter. Get away from these Vietnamese people that are slapping you. Uh, <laughs> let's go. So we go back to the hostel. Um, I'm a bit freaked out because both my hands are... I'm in shock, but also both my hands feel like the bones don't feel right. Uh, and then I get to the hostel and again, two Vietnamese people start running over and they start slapping my wounds, but with ginger this time, ginger and some sort of dirt mixture. It was just ginger and dirt. And I think they thought that had healing properties, but, uh, it, (laughs) it didn't, it didn't have healing properties at all. It probably had infectious properties. Quickly race off to hospital, pay this like Uber driver, probably only 10 bucks to get to the hospital, which is about an hour away. Rock up to the hospital and it is kind of dead in there. Not like people aren't dead. People might be dead, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't that busy. But what I witnessed was there was a uh, naked woman just in the lobby on this hospital bed covered in blood. 
and we rock up and they go, Hey, yeah, yeah. Next please come to the, come to the front desk. And I thought that is very strange. I feel like that woman needs way more attention than I do right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, that was a very, anyway, so we rock up and they go, okay, let's do a, uh, an x-ray, go into the x-ray room. And they, they slammed my hands on this x-ray table. No regard for my emotions. They just wanted to get it done, you know. Seemed like I had a busy day, probably because that naked woman was there, and that would, she seemed like a lot. Slam my slam my hands on the desk, blah blah blah. Get the X-ray, and they said your hands are fine. There's nothing wrong with your hands. If you really need something, here's a here's a wrist brace, and then they gave me eight separate things of pills, like eight different. Uh, what are they called? Like boxes, not boxes, like, uh, tubs of pills, uh, which I took every day and I had zero clue what they were doing because it didn't make me feel better at all. I just ended up taking Valium because Valium's free over there, which was cool. Um, anyway, so the rest of the trip, I couldn't, I couldn't wipe my asshole. I could not, uh, shower. I could not, I'm sorry, I couldn't dry myself after a shower. I had terrible um, abilities to open the doors, to open doors. I got locked in my bathroom many a times. My friends locked me out of the hostel many a times. I couldn't eat. I had to get people to feed me food because both my hands were killing me. My wrists were killing me. Couldn't drink water. I had to get my friends to feed me water. Uh, Obviously couldn't ride a scooter. There were so many things I couldn't do for the rest of that two and a half weeks in Vietnam, which was like just absolute hell for me, to be honest with you. Like they had to feed me beer, it was insane. Come back to Sydney. And I gotta get an x-ray in both my hands because I go, this is fucked. My hands are in so much pain right now. And they go, awesome. Yeah, so you got a break in your scoff, 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 Jesus. Schofield, and you got a break in your um, thumb or something, or another part of your wrist and your right one. Boom. One is already healed, the other one you need to go on a cast. Done. So for two and a half weeks, I was using my hands like they were not broken. And uh, I have an increased, increased chance of arthritis and sometimes it still hurts. Apparently, it's go for it is the worst one to break because it just like is always, it'll always fuck you. Okay, this is a study that happened earlier in 2023. It's 11 qualities in men that women find attractive according to science, which is exciting. Here we go. So these are the 11 traits. Good looks, obviously, but apparently it's only for flings and not long-term relationships second most important is sense of humor ladies uh yeah apparently it, like relates to they think that humor relates to intelligence and more personal relationships helping others so some sort of charity type thing so it's it's and that's related to kindness uh and so kindness is a very, very attractive trait. Oh, interesting. Women tend to like men surrounded by flashy stuff. This is all according to science. 
so they did a study on like people outside of flashy apartments and cl- and cars, and they uh, actually found them more desirable, which is interesting. Or not? I guess it kind of makes sense. Like if I don't know, you kind of go, "Oh, they must be doing okay. They must have ambition or something." Women might prefer dating an older man. Interesting. And the reason behind that is possibly because they've had time to accumulate resources uh, like back in the hunting days. Interesting. I don't really enjoy dating younger, to be honest with you. kind of makes me feel weird. There's, I feel like there's just that, there's like a bit of a gap. Maybe it's the younger years. Anything below 21, I went on a date with someone that was below 21 and it was very, yeah, I wasn't into that at all. 22, 23, I guess it's okay. Whether you have a beard or a, or a clean shaven is down to personal preference for ladies. Wow, well done. Cool. Uh, this is cool. When men are unavailable, that might make them make uh, women want them more. So some research into that. Playing hard to get could be an effective tactic. I am a victim of this. Yeah, the, the other way around, man. If if a chick doesn't want me, it just makes me makes me want them more. But you know what's interesting is as soon as you get them, like you really get them, like as in like you enter a relationship with them or you start doing a fling with them, that sort of mystery and that like, oh, I wonder, like you you stop putting them on a pedestal, I quickly lose interest which is kind of bad. A canine companion might attract... Oh, shit, yeah. A canine companion might attract a woman. If you have a dog, post those pictures on Hinge of you and the dog, not just the dog. Uh, I was talking to a friend that was just thinking about getting a dog so that he could pick up women. He's no longer my friend. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah, I guess it's a tactic. I don't know how long it can last because... Wouldn't the woman just fall in love with the dog? Assuming that she wouldn't actually genuinely fall in love with it, but yeah. Oh, this is cool. Being zen and mindful is an attractive quality, according to scientific studies. Ladies, when I was 19 to 20, I used to meditate for three hours straight in the morning. It was a weird time in my life. I was still figuring stuff out. But boy, am I good at meditation now. I was trying... You know what I was trying to do? I was trying to think like if I could hit 10,000 hours of meditation, does that mean technically I'd be like the master of it? You know how if you put 10,000 hours into anything, you'd be the master. Which is interesting because you put 10,000 hours probably into walking, right? Would you say you're an Olympian? No. So there's definitely some invalidity to that. Men dressed in red may be more desirable for women. I've heard this. I've tried this. It is a lie. Risk takers tend to attract women. So, like firefighters, apparently. Or uh, skydivers, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. So, like hunting for food, saving people's lives, playing with fire. I love playing with fire. It's actually the first thing I do when I get fire is I just play with it. Like when you have a fire... You try and make two fires with two different sticks or you like lick your tongue and then try and put out a fire. So those are 11 
11 traits that could make you more attractive. Weird that the first one is just being good looking. 